minute. Crossface. The Daily Talk Show. A conversation sometimes worth recording with Josh Jansen and Tommy Jacket. It's a Daily Talk Show, episode 143. Tommy Jacket, good morning. Live from the car. Live from the car park. Got in the car, Josh. The window was down yeah. in the in the back. It was it was freezing, mate. Well, it was it was down because like it was left down. Ah, oh, because Bodie and I play a game. He's worked out how he can turn the window, put the window down, the electric window, and he loses his mind when he does it. He's just happiest kid alive. It's great. But the th- but it's, you're in St Kilda. You can't leave your um, window open in St Kilda. No, it's actually genius. So it's the back window, and we've got like these shades that go over the window, uh, so you can't see. Yeah. Like if you're walking past, you couldn't tell that the window's down. But I could tell when I got into the car because it's freezing, and uh, and currently you're in Capri, sunning sunning yourself in a pair of Crocs. <laughs> Uh, yeah, exactly. Did you like Derek? I posted that on uh, Instagram. I had a, there was a photo of me oh. uh, on a boat, and uh, Derek, very quick turnaround, old dirty Derek, has um, photoshopped Crocs, and he's done a very good job of it. It was actually unbelievable. I had to double take. All we did, all we just got was a, an email, just slid into our inbox. And it said safety first, and then I looked at the image, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Josh actually bought a pair of Crocs, and that's how good it is. Derek, shout out to you, mate. You've got too much time on your hands, and I really appreciate how much time you have. No, I feel, no, I think it's um, yeah, it was solid. No, Derek reminds me so much of me in a lot of ways. Just willing to go the extra mile for for a gag. <laughs> It's solid. Hey, um, I've got one of those problems with a neighbour, and I, and I'm, I, I reckon I've built out the story in my head, but hear me out here. So, I, I've been a bit passive with one of my neighbours. Do you have, have you ever done that? Why? Um, because th- there's a problem with their recycling habits and their rubbish habits and what they're doing. Yeah. And they're just lazy, lazy, lazy. I really wanted to say the C word, but I won't. But it definitely <laughs> has to be because there's some new neighbours that have rolled into the block and this has just started happening. So I can only imagine that it's them, right? So you're using communal bins yeah. and all of a sudden milk cartons are going in the wrong spot. No, it's, something so like the, here's, one, here's one version of lazy. Putting, and I get this because I do this. I take everything down in a garbage bag. So all my um, recycling, I put it into a garbage bag. I take it down to the bin. I then open mm-hmm. the garbage bag and pour all of the recycling into the recycle bin. Then I take the bag back up, store it away. Um, or if it's got shit all over it, I might use it for some rubbish or whatever. Anyway, so that's that's the process. They just open the bit. They just open up the recycling bin and dump the garbage bag, the plastic bag, you can't put those in there, straight into the bin. And so that's... But they've, they've sorted it all though? Yeah, so it's been sorted, but they just don't bother to open up the bag and pour it in. So all they've done is just okay, chuck yeah, sure. the whole entire thing. But it's gone one further, and this is this is the only reason I'm bringing it up. So I came down the other day, and I look at the bin. So there's some I hope bins it's gone one door. further because it's pretty, it's pretty, uh, it's on the, on the, on the low level at the moment. 
No, so okay, I came down. There's some. There's like a, a recycle bin and a rubbish bin right near our front door, which is the one that gets hit by most uh, tenants because it's closest. And then the other ones are probably yeah. another 15 meters away. So people just go straight to that one. But the bin was kind of like getting full, and someone had just put a someone had put a full thing, and this it was like a, a full like um, shoe. You know, like you, if you went to some kind of shoe shop and bought a new pair of kicks, they'd give you like a, you know, a bag. Or, or Crocs. Yeah, you went to a Crocs yeah. store, they'd give you like a, yeah. a nice paper bag that would hold your box of Crocs. <laughs> and um, yeah. and so there's just a box of, box of Crocs bag full of shit, like full of recycling, just next to the bin. And I just thought, that either I'm triggered or you, yeah. tell me what you think. I looked at it and I just went, fucking lazy pigs. If like there's another bin right ten meters away, yeah, and so all they've done is just put this down next to the bin. And so what I thought was like, if you don't do it, so the person, if the person doesn't do it, who else is meant to do it? Like you're just passing on yeah. this annoyance to someone else. Like I, it's so annoying. It's like, and I feel like I've become, you know, that dad that's like, well, if you aren't cleaning this up, who is? I will. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to have to no, clean up. I definitely, I definitely understand that. I even, I know when I had um, a, like a communal office oh, uh, yeah. and I was sort of, you know, sub, you know, we had a few people all leasing and at, if everyone's not aligned, you just sort of, I ended up sort of throwing my eyes being like, I'm not going to, you know, use the bin. I'm not going to use all because I just don't want to have to deal with, with the communal bullshit that is people being lazy. So what I did it was it's a it's a bit passive. I took the bag full of shit yeah. and I put it up right next to our front to the entrance, like the security door to our apartment. Mm-hmm. And I just put it there. Yeah. I just put it there and I was like, if if I came down and I saw that and I'd done that, I think I would probably get that someone is just like, mate, if you're not gonna nah. put it into the bin fucking take it take no, it away no you I know? think I think that that's probably where you're wrong I reckon the people who are doing this and are clueless about that aren't going to get your passive hints so the only I feel like it becomes this bigger issue because you'll end up you'll, this fight is going to continue and they're probably never they don't, don't give a shit about it so they're just doing whatever and they'll probably like if they're not mindful enough to to do it in the first place, I don't know whether they would even be mindful enough to um, to know that, oh, yeah, that's my bag and, and draw that conclusion. Yeah, because I came back down and it was just nicely put back to its place next to the bin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no fucking idea. Which and is fine, I, I guess, but people are, people are shit. The, re- the reason I'm even mentioning this because I just sat in my car and I could see the bin the bins have been taken out, so they need to be emptied. It's bin day, and the bin bag is left back at the spot where the bins normally are, and it hasn't been put out. Because <laughs> that's the thing. It's it like would, well, if um, you're gonna put it, if you're gonna put it down there just because you don't want to, you, there's no room. At least when the bins go out, take it out. You lazy prick. <laughs> yeah, it would be next level, next level troll. If you went in to do the podcast, it was just sitting in your back seat that accessed <laughs> the window that you left. This this could I mean you could be starting a bit of a bit of a neighbour war. How how new are they? Um, they uh, I reckon four weeks, not even. 
Yeah. I mean, you know, I had issues with our dumb neighbor that burnt his place down. Well, like as in when I was in my apartment. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the proof is in the pudding when you, um, burn, your, when you burn your house down from smoking yeah, bombs. When you, <laughs> when you burn your house down. Yeah. And then he, the day he had six months where they had to um, basically repair the apartment that he burnt down. Mm. And uh, he arrives back on day one and our doorbell rings at like three in the morning yeah. and it's just him drunk being like, hey, hey, can you let me up? Um, no fuck stick. I'm not letting you up. Like, <laughs> I, I just couldn't couldn't believe it. Yeah, idiot. Like, but it is one of those things. Whereas, if you've got idiots that are living near you, like neighbors, I feel like like I remember getting so antsy about it. Like, I could never feel comfortable because mm. I was always thinking, "What fucking bullshit are they going to do now?" Yeah. And I, I did. I had a. <laughs> it's all coming back to me though. I had a um. I had a go. At him. Oh, that's because this is this is pre this is pre the Daily Talk Show. I don't know if you uh, remember this, but um, I did a Facebook post about my dumb neighbour, and then uh, I said, "Oh, first he burns down his house, and now he's fucking waking me up like this guy's a drongo." Yeah. And um, then someone messaged me and said, "Ha ha, I know that guy," and then the. <laughs> Next day, we had a knock at the door and I looked through the peephole and it was him. I was like, oh, fuck, here we go. And he gave us um, a bottle of wine. And Bree's, Bree's currently holding up four fingers because she looked at, looked up how much the wine was worth and it was $4. Fuck off. <laughs> like, I guess it's the thought that counts. It's the thought that counts. No, but, it's not. It, yeah. <laughs> it's basically <laughs> cooking wine. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a it's yeah, flammable liquid. Yeah, that's so there how, you go. That's how um, he burnt his house down. He ashed his ciggy yeah. into the into a glass of that shit that's so flammable. I, I completely I completely forgot about that story. I, I remember what a did, drongo. Didn't you um didn't you record the conversation? Didn't you record a conversation? Yeah, I did. Yeah, oh, I did. Yes, because <laughs> I oh, this is what okay, it's it's all coming back to me now. I I actually went over the morning after on the Sunday, so uh, so it was a uh, it was the Sunday morning at like two a.m. or whatever, and then we were, it was literally next door to us, and so you could hear when the door would open and close next door, and I heard the door open. I looked through the peephole, like from our apartment, looking out to the sort of the um, the main area, and I could see that. <clears throat> a girl was leaving uh, his place. And so he'd obviously um, just had someone over. And I was like, you know what? I'm I'm going to say something. So I went out. That was right on the 9 a.m. I <laughs> knocked on his door. I just kept knocking. And then he finally answered. And that I was I recorded that conversation because I'm like, oh, he, he might punch me in the head. But I just <laughs> said... Um, yeah, you you woke me up. Like you that 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 person that you were um that you were calling through the doorbell, that was me. And I said, "You've only been back for 2 days." You know, I uh, yeah, I said yeah, Bree's t- retelling me the story because it's all just coming back to me, but I said it was unacceptable because I said last time I said, "I'm on edge 
because last time I heard a noise, it was the fire alarm because you burnt down your apartment. And so, you know, like, how do you think this is making me feel in the morning? So, I, I it's all coming back. But yeah, you don't want to, you don't want to be fighting with. I just think about where that guy would have been at, hungover, just had some girl over. <laughs> he's um, he's just yeah. feeling absolutely horrible. He's just been a pig of a man. Uh, he's yeah. probably had one hour sleep, and then he's six foot three, Josh, just big man yeah. child. Well, he had. <laughs> Yeah, big man child. But the funny thing is, he he opens the door. He's just got like a massive tat on his chest. And it's just like, oh, like if you're gonna go to through that pain, you're probably like still ready for a fight. So it was a yeah. Fuck, I completely. So this is the the funny thing was when this stuff used to happen. I remember I would always um, text Hamish, and there's probably half a dozen times over the last like four years where. I was on Hamish and Andy telling these stories and I was always like, man, if I had my own show, I would have so much content. And since then, I haven't had any uh, neighbour try and burn their apartment down. Oh, no. That that would have been so good. Sorry about the zipping. You might be hearing a little bit of noise. There's Brie that decides that when I'm doing the podcast that she's going to rearrange her whole bag by unzipping everything really loudly. Um, And then also... the aircon, I don't completely understand how the fuck it works because I put it on um, low, but every like uh, minute or so, I'm hearing a massive blast. I don't know if people can hear that. No, but, um, I don't think they will. Mate, you're in summer. What's the temperature right now where you are? Uh, the temperature right now would be, my guess, 30 degrees. Yeah, that's hot. But um, before we left, um, so I haven't I haven't slept. I, I was just telling you before we we press record. Mm. I basically um, I was doing pretty well. It's currently like uh, ten twenty p.m. I was doing really well, and then about uh, nine o'clock, I was just like on the bed. I'm like, oh, I think I'm gonna have to have have a nap. I actually came up with a whole. Uh, what I was going to do before I got really tired and I still want to do it. I basically had this idea to flip the whole format of today's show and I wanted to interview you about your life and then I just had a nap and then I'm just like, I can't fucking, I can, I feel like I can't give the full attention to asking you really great questions. Yeah. So, um, we're, four, the, the, we're 15 minutes there. in already anyway. So, uh, yeah. It'd be short one. And the connection, you keep dropping out of mind. I'm, no one will be oh, hearing yeah, that. Yeah, the just, connection's fucked. Just, uh, but the, yeah, no, the, the connection is fairly poor. But so before we left, um, or just after we left on the last episode, that was um, still the same day for me, but the opposite. So that was 2 a.m. We were doing uh, the, yesterday's episode, and it's now 10.30 p.m., and uh, so I'm a little bit sleepy, but I can tell you a little story about our, our boat experience. Hit us. Does it involve Crocs? Um, and when you purchase them? Because I still think they're real. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't involve Crocs. But no, the. Um, can, first I just of say, all, can I just say? It was a the slight color of the Crocs because was even though on, we I think were you'd probably doing go for that, the, it's quite um, minimal. Our. Uh, podcast early every single time we do the podcast I then upload it and all that sort of thing it takes time before you know it it still ended up being a little bit of a rush 
and um, so we basically actually no we recorded at 3am didn't we not 2.30 it was 3am that yeah. we, we recorded the podcast and um, at uh, 4.30 we had to go down to the marina and it was going to be like a 25 minute walk the problem is that we had it we arrived at capri and went straight to our hotel and we went on like a cable cart type of deal uh. and going to the marina this morning uh at four leaving here at 4 30 at 4 30 a.m it's dark and the cable cart wasn't running so we had to just go downstairs but we just couldn't fucking work out how to um get down so we were like we we walked all this way downstairs and then like we're using our iphone torches and then all of a sudden it just all like the it just completely ends and we realized we'd gone the wrong way and we had to go up then i call the guy who's who we're um, meeting at the the port and um he doesn't speak any English. Like I'm trying to talk to him and saying, hey, yeah, we're here. We're just a tiny bit lost. We're trying to work out. And he's saying something back in, in Italian. I can't understand. And so we were meant to meet him at uh, five o'clock. It's 10 past five. We're in the port running around trying to find Bree's like, I'm going to go get the cash out at the ATM. There was just an ATM. Yeah. Anyway, I then... Uh, decided to go up to her and say like I, I haven't been able to find him and I went and touched her back while she's at the ATM pulling out like a f- few hundred bucks and she jumped out of her skin I didn't realize but obviously like she was on edge because it was pitch black and she's at an ATM Mate, that wasn't when you're wearing Crocs situation. you're basically a ninja <laughs> <laughs> I know people just people to be clear people might not get the point I was not wearing Crocs I do not own Crocs I've never owned Crocs I've uh, I've uh, worn a lot of pairs of sketches which I think is probably in a similar realm this episode is called Croc Gate Croc Gate actually that's a fucking that's a good mate the fact that you've given me the title yeah, I'm really uh, grateful but anyway it was a bit of a clusterfuck and so we um i remember saying i'm just like why the fuck did we do sunrise like you know you know when you just sort of like yeah. lose the plot and you're just walking down and it's just no, like no, and i know how you fuck? walk like, for everyone out there yeah. josh walks on his toes so he looks like a bouncing <laughs> tigger and he would have been bouncing yeah. around this wharf where are we going just a bit antsy yeah. yeah oh no i was i was annoyed but anyway we um finally got onto the boat and it was yeah it was amazing it was like and i don't know how to describe the boat but it was sort of an one of those old school wooden boats with a uh a engine and um it was still dark <laughs> Fuck, i'm useless you ruined that one. and so, hang on wait when you say is it like one of those ones you'd see on the french riviera and they're like sort of that dark and yeah um polished wood sleek yeah yeah but it had like a um, top, like it's got more of a. Um, it's 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 nicer than that. Yeah. It's um it's probably like a, um what what's what are those things a catamaran? Maybe it's like a catamaran type of deal. I'm not good at explaining. Catamaran, catamaran is different to what I'm yeah, thinking. It's it's not a catamaran. And even when I think of catamaran, I get triggered because I remember being in Vanuatu when I was 12 years old with my dad and we wouldn't really do like we weren't really the type to do a lot of things together he would get quite grumpy with me and I just remember um 
mum thought was great that like him and I were going on a catamaran and he's just like I remember we were stuck in the middle of the water in the catamaran he's like you're losing the you've lost the momentum because I didn't know how to use the um the steering and every t- and he wanted to steer and I'm like no I've got this steering and I remember I learnt the word momentum on that day which is not our official word of the day no but I remember being like fuck I'm never going to forget momentum because I'm just being yelled at about how I've lost it all so I mean that's um, a stressful situation having to actually go out on your own catamaran not yeah where some bloke with me <laughs> yeah. it's a fucking nightmare and, and he's having to deal with you know, I was a little fat 12 year old oh. you know asking for magnum ice creams at Vanuatu I remember being like man that was crazy. Like I, we spent twelve dollars on a um, Magnum, Jeez. and um, it did, you know they'll do anything to to shut me up. But I also had um, hot chips at the pool. You know, like eating at a pool bar. Oh, I would yeah. just fucking sit there as a little fat twelve year old, just eating hot chips with tomato sauce. Just loving. It was it. a good life. But um, no, I don't know what it's called. It's like a um, it's a boat. I'll put a photo, put a photo up photo. on on the on the Instagram. But um, yeah, it was it was amazing, and the best part of it was the um, there was a lot of miscommunication in the sense of we wanted to basically go around the island. We we'd, had picked to do four hours. He didn't speak English, so we couldn't even really have that conversation beforehand. <clears throat> he would say in sort of broken English um, about like describing little bits and saying, oh, this is Mount Vesuvius, you know, Mount Vesuvius. And he would just sort of point, um, and you know, and Positano, but he was a really lovely guy. But anyway, he said to us, uh, uh, Blue Grotto. And I said, yes. And I, I said, let's, uh, we want to exit. We want to end at Blue Grotto because it's, uh, easier for us to get to our hotel if you drop us off there and um anyway he was saying he said uh free swimming i didn't understand what he meant and Mm. so we just went along with it anyway rather than taking us to blue grotto at the end which would have been around like 10 a.m we arrived at blue grotto straight away it was the first place that we went to at about um uh, 6.30 in the morning and he just says oh swim he's sort of like motioning swimming and I was like oh okay and so we um, he gives us some goggles like you know so the big um, uh, goggles you'd use for snorkeling mm. without the actual snorkel piece and um, the a couple of noodles and just you know and we jumped into the water and he's actioning for us to go close to the like where the entrance is so for people who don't know how would you describe blue grotto i actually haven't been but the water is just crystal clear bright blue unbelievable Mm. and it's like in this it's kind of like a rock cave that has this opening where the light gets in and people swim in there or you can people drive boats in there yeah. Well, so the thing is, it's not like it's not like something. It's a tiny uh, entrance, right? So the only way that you can get in is they have this uh, um, rope, this chain, and uh, you basically go into a kayak. You, you base. I think you pay. It's like ten euro or whatever. Yeah. You go into a kayak, and they um, 
it's like a blowhole thing where they wait until the water goes down. It goes keeps going up and down, covering the cave hole. Oh, yeah. So you have to wait for it to go down, and then they, you know, grab the chain and you go under. Anyway, it was early in the morning, so no one else was there. And he's gesturing for us to go closer to the hole. And he's probably about 80 meters away. And um, he's saying, you know, he's sort of gesturing for us to like duck under and to go in. He says, it's you know, beautiful. And we're like, we're getting closer to the hole. And as every time the the water basically goes down, they have a huge suction of air. So, it's just like blowing at us really hard. And um, Brie looks at a big sign which has like Italian writing up top, but at the bottom it's like "Do not sw-, like what does it say, Brie? Strictly for swimming, strictly forbidden. And so people don't swim at the Blue Grotto. The only way that you can do it, it's like a fucking. It'd be the equivalent of us riding on a roller coaster when Disneyland's closed. We're in, we're, we've gotten into Disneyland and we see the roller coaster and we have the option of um, operating ourselves. And so I'm like, I just flashed to where my mind went was the Thailand story of the kids stuck in the fucking cave. I'm like, you know what's going to happen? I'm going to try and be adventurous. I'm going to go against this sign and then we're going to go under and that's all going to be fine. And then the place is going to fucking flood and then uh, we're going to have to either be rescued or we're going to die. That's basically good the, content. the narrative. <clears throat> great content. And we thought <laughs> yeah, you great content. bitten by a shark would have been good content. Yeah. The Daily Talk Show live from Blue Grotto, the cage. It'd be pretty... Um, yeah, it'd be, it'd be interesting. It'd be very uh, reverby. But anyway... So we we decided, Bree and I decided, oh, no, we're not going to fucking do this. It's too risky. Anyway, then he take the the um what what did Bree? What did we decide the captain's actual title was? A helmsman. A helmsman. Um, we've had to fucking Google it. We have no idea what a boat driver is called. A helmsman um, takes his top off, jumps into the water with one of those sort of like lifeguard fucking circle things. And um, donuts, and uh, swims. He would be probably in his fifties, um, I reckon, maybe late forties. And he swim. A- yeah, yeah. Oh, no, it's pr- probably the rig. <laughs> probably my rig. <laughs> so he's do- he's doing. You thought he was fit? Uh, that's very hurtful. I said he's like my rig, and then Bree said, "No, I thought he was fit." That's so fucking rude. After I just, I posted a photo on Instagram of my rig, which I have never done in my life, and I'm feeling very self-conscious. And now Bree's comparing me to the. F- He's in his sixties. All right, Brexit, sounds like no Bree has something for an Italian sixty-year-old. Yeah, exactly. Capri. He was a lovely guy. He's got a boat. But anyway, so he. Uh, he ends up taking us and we go in and we swim around and we fuck, it was amazing and it was just like we were so pumped once we'd done it like it felt like we were so naughty and it was like yeah this is a lifetime opportunity like who gets to do that see Josh this um, is what it's felt like my whole life growing up going for the naughty option <laughs> hashtag naughty option but the funny thing was that um, his name's Antonio and oh, Brie yeah. Before I told this story and before Brie posted about it on her Instagram, I said, can you just make sure before we talk about it that it's not culturally sensitive, like insensitive oh. in this, 
in the sense that I was worried that if, like, for instance, if we were in Central Australia and there was like an indigenous site and it was like, do not take photos. And then all of a sudden we went early in the morning and took photos and like, ha, look, we took photos. Like, that'd be so uncool. Well, it's not walking so, on Ayers um, Rock, Uluru. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, so I was slightly cautious of that, but Brie looked it up and she's like, ah, that's fine. And the funny thing was she found, she did a Google search and she found a TripAdvisor review from someone who said that they swam in uh, Blue Grotto and they said we had this amazing um, uh, tour guide Name Antonio. Oh yeah. So this is this is Antonio's shtick. He's your man to go he, to he, if you want to swim bit, in the bit of a naughty but good rig for a sixty year old. Swim in the blue grotto. Go to Antonio. They say. Yeah. So there you go. It's um, that's uh, it was an interest. It was an interesting experience. I'm literally just getting um, uh, voicemail voice messages from our B and B guy, um, right now, which um. My first re- reaction was um, like through WhatsApp. He loves like, you know, how we talked about that in Israel, you know, people in Israel oh, talking, yeah. doing, sending voice. He, he loves sending a voice message, but um, he's just sent one now, which got me thinking. I'm like at 10.40 p.m. I wonder if we're like connected to another room and we're keeping people awake. But oh, well, sorry, mate. So. The Daily Talk Show fine. must go on. But listen, we will wrap it up. Um, this one, yeah. we just need to mention uh, Tony. Tony Rowan, yeah, his emails come we through. To, Otherwise, yeah, we, known as I, Rowan. Man, can I just can I just say that I feel like I've done a lot of talking, but I'd like to point out that I've been doing it because the internet connection is so fucking bad, and it feels like it's easier. Yeah, I actually went and got a coffee through that story. <laughs> <laughs> but can you? I don't feel like you've spoken. We went from me going to do an episode where I interviewed you about your life to me. Like I feel like we've only told a boat story and the neighbour story, but that's okay. Mate, that's the daily talk show. Sometimes worth recording. Sometimes JJ, yeah, exactly, and other times not. <laughs> All right, so no, I'll, um, I'll finish yeah. with this email from uh, Tony Rowan. He said, "Hi guys, loving the show and especially your now ODE." I was thinking, what's that? Overseas deployment edition. I actually like that name. It's yeah, the, it's the ODE. ODE. And uh, the potential, potential hiccup stories, getting them to air daily. Back to the word. Uh, I use this word regularly in my correspondence when I'm trying to look. This is a word of the day yeah. by the sounds of it. When he tries to look private school in my emails. I thought that was so clever. Just trying to look a bit uh, private school here. <laughs> a little bit, little, little bit fancy. So the word is pertain. P-E-R-T-A-I-N. Pertain. Mm-hmm. And so the way he uses it. Is ins- Can I have a guess? I haven't looked. Oh, good. Okay. Pertain. Tell me what you okay. think. Pertain. Uh, pertain. You pertain something to. So, it's like pertain. I probably only know it in regards to pertaining to. So, would you say, hey, um, uh, I want to speak in regards pertaining to, uh, I wouldn't even know a sentence. Um, this email is pertaining to the rubbish bin situation with the neighbours. Yeah. Yeah, you got it. So, pertain, pertaining used instead of concerning, for instance. So, yeah, great. Um, it's basically, what is it, be appropriate related to or applicable to. So, their example, the shop premises 
and stock and all assets pertaining to the business. Yeah, great, mate. It's a we good one. It. <laughs> I, it's, I do like it. It's a usable one. It's a usable one because you wouldn't, you wouldn't have to think too hard about in the sentence structure what, what it's actually meaning, but you still yeah. would be like, oh, there's a, oh, yeah. Didn't quite get that. It'd make you stop. It's a thumb scroller. It's a thumb stopper, as they say on the Instagram. I, I do like it. It is, um, mate. I, I do like where Rowie's going with the 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 pri- like the little bit of uh, injection of private school. Yeah. The um, the the one thing that I wanted to ask you before we go uh, was I was putting together my uh, joshjansen.com website. Like I've I've had the um. I've had a website on there for you know 15 years or whatever but I thought I want to um as part of my re- hashtag rebrand which also my rebrand involves uh, fizzy water I now drink fizzy water that's that's part of it but um the the website I started writing a little bio and before you know it I've somehow uh <laughs> like gone a bit crazy with the bio do you think it's over the top to have like a full biography on your website? Like, is that next level narcissism? Did you are you saying for your website? Because I missed half of that. Yeah, what you just said. Cause it- yeah. So joshjansen.com, You go to joshjansen.com and I started yeah. by telling a story from two thousand and four. And then, unfortunately, the way the story sort of gone, I'm just describing my life from every single year. <laughs> Too I, much. Yes. I mean, okay. summarize it in, in one sentence, leave that at the top in bold and then just go into, for more information, read below and chances yeah. are they won't read. But if they do, I don't know if it's well written. Well, because Derek Sivers, um, who founded CD Baby, who I filmed in New Zealand a, a couple of months ago for The Minimalist, he um, he has this section where he's like, the 10 second version of me, the 10 minute version of me. I um, like that. And, <clears throat> and so I was thinking that that could be a cool practice. I, I would like to hear your biography. I'd love to hear you put together basically sort of like a blow by blow. But I would just, I wouldn't know how to, I've filled in this nice bit that I like, but then I'm like, oh, I've started in 2004. I was born in 1990. Do I need to like now go back and explain like everything? Are you writing first person or is it Josh Jansen is this? Yeah, it's in first person oh, to, re- to really bore, you know, to, to bore the fuck out of people because, you know, it's our show and we'll do what we want. I'll, um, it's, it's only 300 words. So it will take me, how long does it say it will take me to read? I was, I'm just going to give it, give you a crack and you tell me how boring it is or whether you think it's If you had a complex <clears> about speaking the whole entire time, you finished it. Yeah. With my biography. Outrageous. Uh, this is next level. For, this is what happens when I get tired. I go all Elon Musk and just not giving a fuck. <laughs> yeah, but right, less rich. Yeah, exactly. No, no, um, yeah, no money. Here we go. I'm Josh Jansen. I'm fulfilling my teenage dream of telling stories for a living. In 2004, at the age of 14, I started freelancing as a video editor for a community television program, Rodder's Life on C31, working out of my bedroom in the outer suburbs of Melbourne, Australia. The year that followed became one of the most formative years of my life. I registered my first domain name, joshjansen.com, became obsessed with a new thing called podcasting, wrote my first blog post and uploaded my first video to YouTube. 
the dawn of podcasting fed my love for technology. Platforms like iTunes were not yet to incorporate podcasts into their library and it hadn't appeared on the public radar. At the time, podcasts that were available were focused primarily on two topics, technology and people talking about podcasts. I subscribed to a broadcaster from Petaluma, California named Leo Laporte. I discovered him and a host of other technology journalists and presenters after watching the short-lived syndication of cable TV station Tech TV in Australia in 2004. Leo began taking his weekend technology radio show, The Tech Guy, and uploaded it directly to a podcast feed. Soon after, more made-for-web video and audio programs started launching when redundancies at Tech TV left talented content creators and presenters without work. Born out of this was my favorite online video show, Dignation, a weekly video and audio podcast that covered the top stories on the social news website dig.com. I religiously downloaded every episode of Dignation until their last show in 2011. It remains in con- a constant inspiration in the way I create content for the for audiences. In the final two years of high school, I enrolled in a part-time film and television night course run by the Victorian College of the Arts called Foundations. At the time, I was the youngest participant in the program. Most Tuesdays and Thursday nights for two years were spent learning the ins and outs of filmmaking through lectures and practical assignments. I'm grateful that I had supportive parents who drove me the one hour each way to attend in the city. That's what I've written so far. Is that way too fucking much for my website? I panicked towards the end thinking that there's there's going to be another 15 minutes and I got to go get my son up. But you know, I, th- well, I, I think it was well written. Finish it and then um, don't read the rest of this it. podcast. I think post could, it up. Could you, could you do it for your... I, I would actually be interested in you doing a bit of a bio. I feel like it's a really interesting process in understanding how we see ourselves. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, do we keep calling this Crockgate? I feel like we need to name this another title to warn people about the um, Josh Goes Elon Musk, Josh's <laughs> full biography. Josh Goes Elon Musk. Uh, Is that funny? I like that. Or Crockgate, which do you prefer? prefer? Uh, Crockgate's up the front because if people just listen to the first 10 minutes, yeah, then we've nailed it. Perfect. Uh, right, well, sorry about that. This is what happens when I get tired. <laughs> Go to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Hi at the Daily Talk Show dot com is the email address. Um, thanks, Tone, for your uh, your email. And uh, man, I, we still time's running out. Michelle saying for us to sort out this puzzle. So first thing on the morning on my list is to um, to get to get it sorted. Let's do that. All right, guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye.